Welcome to Reality of Faith and Wisdom. My name is Yuri, and today we're continuing talking about three stages of sin, part two. Now, let me give you a little recap. Last podcast, we have talked about in Romans 3.23 that we all have sinned, and that's the first to battle with sin, that is the first realization, to conquer sin, to because it starts with a bad battle, then, then hopefully victory, if you do the right things. But in order for sin not to be our master, but to, to reign over sin, to rule over sin, and to subdue sin, we have to come to this first realization that we all have sin. The second thing we talked about is that the sin becomes attractive when we realize that we are sinners. Because, I mean, it's attractive anyway, but, uh, uh, but before, you, you're just committing a sin without even thinking. Uh, this time, now you understand, okay, I shouldn't go this into this area, or I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't click on these things, I shouldn't think about those things. Right? You stop yourself, you stop your thoughts, you bring all your thoughts into captivity. You start with that, you stop desiring things, and, and when you squish the desires, then you will not act on it. But, but the first thing is realize we're all sinners, and the second thing, that the sin really becomes attractive, and that's okay. That's okay, because sin is attractive. I've been in ministry over 20 years. Um, I battled with pornography, with anger, with loneliness, depression, thoughts of suicide. I was sexually molested, I would say um, sexually abused when I was 12, 11, 12 by men in in the area where we lived in Ukraine. So I've, I've battled with sin, and I'm still continuing uh, this battle. The battle isn't over, because from time to time it pops in out of nowhere. It pops up in my head. It, sometimes there's a desire. There's all these things. But now, sin is attractive. And whether you're a pastor, and whether you're not even a believer, sin is attractive. That's why Sin is controlling you. Sin can look really good. Sin can easily, though, entice us, right? It can entice our thinking, our heart, our mind, and to the point that it's not us anymore. It's sin is being in control. Sin can look like a brand new car. That's exactly how I, I see it. Sin is like, it's a, you deserve that brand new car. You need it. You want it. Oh my gosh. It'll save you some on MPG or it has a little bit more horsepower up the hill. You love it. And then and then you stuck with the payments called consequence. That's exactly how it is. Because sin is attractive. Sin is beautiful. Sin is amazing. And, and look at look at all these things. And then little by little, now you're just paying for it. And the car is getting older but the payments are still there. So we need to realize those things, and that is the first steps towards change, towards transformation, towards transformation of life. Okay, I'm a sinner, and sin is attractive, so now I'll be able to see where it shines and where, it, where sin is calling my name. And now, Bible is calling us to be in control of sin, not the other way around. Now, and, and that's what we read also. I wanna read this verse, because I'm gonna continue reading this verse today. And the next verse after that, in James chapter 1, um, uh, verse 13, it says, And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. So God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entices and drags us away. But before desire, there's a thought. We talked about what to do with thought and thought thoughts and how to approach our thoughts. It was in a previous podcast. But temptation comes from our own desires. First thought, then thought grows into a desire. Then desire 
moves into action, then when you commit the a action, you have uh, opportunity to repent and still be righteous or suffer the consequences of the sin. But today I want to focus on the next verse because the next verse answers some things for us. And next verse, James chapter 1, verse 15, it says, Then when desires has conceived, right? So let, let me kind of, let me, let, let me tie two verses together. Temptation comes from our own desire, which entices us and drags us away. Verse 14, verse 15, then when we, when desire has conceived, because desire is like a, you know, you become pregnant with that desire. When that desire is conceived and you're thinking about it, you strategize it, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it? It gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. So desire is, in, in, in the way, it's like being pregnant with the baby. This desire, you, you become, you truly become conceived and every, or all your thoughts now, every, your focus is on that desire because that desire is growing inside you and you want it more and more and more. I remember when I was, when I was um, really bond to pornography. I remember like would, I would drive home and nobody would be home and I, I would have, a, you know, I was like, oh, I can go on Wi-Fi. Nobody's home. I'd go watch porn. And I almost remember almost like the spiritual feeling, but it's almost was physical that somebody would grab my hands and just whisper to me, as soon as you get home, oh, open up while nobody home, open up the door and go straight to a computer. And then and that that desire gives birth to sin. Now you watch pornography. Now 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 it, it it starts to grow and grow, and it doesn't stop there. Now you're seeking more things, and now you're seeking more things, and eventually that sin, that furry little nothingness. Oh, it's not going to hurt me. It's a little bit of alcohol, just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Now leads you to death. When desire has conceived, it brings birth to sin. Gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's fully grown, we're going to talk about in podcast and next pop podcast how sin grow in our life and gives birth to death. Now, if we don't recognize that we are all sinners and we need a savior, and when we just ignore the idea that sin is attractive, and if we continue looking towards it, desiring it, then we act on it. Sin becomes part of our life, and now it takes roots. And at that point, when sin takes roots in our life, now you will only suffer the consequences of that sin. But number three, the first two, I'm a sinner. Sin is attractive. Number three is if we continue thinking about sin and don't fight it in our thought realm, it leads to commitment of sin. That desire leads to commitment of sin. So that is point number three. Those are the three stages. Now, we are not condemned when we finally come to a conclusion that we are sinners. No, it's opposite. God sees you moving in the right direction and he extends grace. All right, finally, you maybe now you're going to desire me. And we do that with people. Oh, I don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. I'm good on my own. And that, that's the worst tactic. That's, that's the worst thing you can do for yourself. Also, we're not condemned if we really understand the sin is attractive. I mean, I remember a conversation with God. I was like, God, this is, 
this is my flesh. I mean, the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the, the, the pride of life, all these things come into and, and create this, 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 this huge desire to committing sin. And I remember I said, Lord, I'm, I can't do it. I don't even know how to conquer this. I started like everyone else. But if we continue, if we, we continue to lie to ourselves and say, I'm good, I don't need anybody, I'm okay on my own, then sin is at the door of your heart desiring to control you. Look what God said to Cain when he just got angry because God didn't accept the sacrifice. I mean, it's a petty little thing, okay? Go get the right sacrifice. Come, bring the sacrifice. God will accept it. No, but he became angry. And here's God approaching Cain and saying, hey, in Genesis chapter 4 or 6, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain, why do you look so dejected. You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. And here's what he says. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Let me say this again. Let me read this again. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Sin always at the door of your heart, desiring to control you. I'm a pastor, but sin is always at the door of my heart, trying to get in. Absolutely, absolutely, with bitterness, with, with anger, with emotions, with this, or he said, she said, and this and that, and you have to be in control and not the other way around. You see, anger can open door to thinking about hurting someone right and those thoughts become desire and now we really we really want to hurt somebody and because we continue thinking about about it now it gives birth to that desire now you want to act on it then it can really consume all of you and you might be able to move forward with murder exactly what Cain did Cain murdered his brother just because he got angry at him and it's crazy to see stories of murderers because you know, they, the murderers themselves and their family, never even thought it could, it's possible. Oh no, my little Johnny is so beautiful, he's so awesome. He would never hurt anybody and that little Johnny killed his mom and dad. Or, or, that, uh, or, or mom and dad's still alive and no, my little Johnny can't, uh, it's impossible. And that little Johnny been killing pe people for the last few years. I mean, every story of murderers come, becomes, it starts from this, oh, I'm not doing anything. Just having a little bit of sex, I'm just having a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of anger, but it leads, it leads, and eventually you might find yourself on the other side committing so much stuff that unfortunately many people do not return from, from that. God wants to save everyone. Depression, let me, let me talk about depression for a second. It, 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 you see, it's thoughts. First, it's a thought. I know we, we take antidepressant pills, and I, you know, I want to commit, commit a suicide. And I know the doctors have some pills that make you zombie-like. Oh, you know, you're just, you just don't want to do anything, and depression gone. It's not the way to fight, find it, to fight a depression. I mean, I believe in the doc, doctors. I believe in, every, in, in not everything, but some of the stuff they, they uh, prescribe and help you. But man, this whole society, it's, it's like kids, kids taking four, five, six pills daily just to go through life. You see, if you want to truly fight depression, I don't care if you're young or if you're old, the really, the way to fight depression is to have purpose in life. 
That's the way, that's the really way to find depression. You have to go towards something, towards goals, and you suddenly forget about it. Just start moving, start dreaming, start praying about it, because there is there is dreams and desires inside you. Depression comes from, from nobody loves me, nobody wants me, and I don't want to do anything, and I just want to sit here and be all depressed. Listen, I wanted to commit a suicide. I remember of like, okay, I, the time when, and I'm done with life. I remember those thoughts. But the moment I got, there's a purpose. I remember I picked up guitar. I picked up guitar and started drumming, not drumming, uh, playing and just uh, writing some, some songs. This and, that. and it's like the purpose came in, man. And we've been on tour for, for almost 10 years and got signed and, and, and been on 328 radio stations. There's purpose. And then, and then if you go after your pur purpose, there's, there's another opportunity. And now depression goes aside. See, loneliness, same thing. We can open doors, well, I'm all alone to pornography. Pornography can open doors to ideas of having sex, go hire prostitutes, and then it continues, continues until you become a slave to it all. And that's why it says that you must subdue it and be its master. Here's another thing as I close. Let me just, just say this to you. Point number one, we are all sinners. Point number two, sin is attractive. And point number three, if we continue thinking about, about sin, it leads to commitment of sin. These three steps is before you actually commit committing. Because when, when you realize that you're a sinner, you're not a, you're, you haven't sinned, you're just understanding you're still sinful nature. And that's why we need Jesus because we're always, the sin always gonna be attractive, number two. But if we continue thinking of, about it, it leads to commitment. So those three points, is, is before that's why you need to stop yeah i am sinner lord forgive me and forgive me help me help me to live a holy life sin is attractive i see it's 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 it's, it's calling my name help me not to think about it fight it before the commitment a commitment of sin fight it and and be in in the battle before you actually get in the habit of sin because those three points is actually before you commit sin but next podcast, we're talking, we will talk about, okay, now you've committed sin, all right? How sin is actually growing and how it becomes part of our life, our thinking, and even our identity. I'll see you next time. And until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine in you, be gracious to you, turn his face towards you, and give you his mighty peace.